What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. Yo, it's Johnny King. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. Most recently, I decided to be my own guest speaker at my Meeting of Men, which is a monthly men's group that I started doing uh, a couple years ago. It's been uh, growing in popularity, which I'm very grateful for. Besides, you know, a one-year uh, <laughs> hiatus, COVID hiatus. Uh, but right before COVID, we were having 80, 90 guys showing up, which was pretty awesome. Uh, we're working back towards that. But at this most recent meeting uh, here in November, uh, you know, I'm talking to a group of 30, 35 guys, I asked them, how many of you, I threw it up on the projector, how many of you guys asked the question, why am I not the man I want to be? Why am I not the man that I'm proud to be? Why am I not the man that I ultimately uh, desire to become, right? 90, 95% of the guys raised their hands. They, they thought about that question in the not-so-distant past, okay? And so the, the interesting thing about this and, and the whole purpose for this particular meeting is that I really wanted to dig into why is it that we do what we do, right? And how can we obviously make some shifts such that 2022 is not going to be the same as 2021, right? Because we do a lot of stuff. And men who are in the personal development world, who are working on themselves, you know, sometimes we can look at the the trajectory of our progress and, and pat ourselves on the back. And other times we feel like, fuck, we are right where we were one year ago at the end of the year, right? And so we can get down on ourselves very quickly. But I want to go over uh, briefly some of the things that I've noticed that men do um, to kind of perpetuate the struggle. And why do I know these things? Because I do them too. So don't think that I'm coming from my ivory tower here. Uh, these are things that I've noticed <laughs> in myself. And then the more that I vocalize it, that I'm struggling with these things, men are like, oh, me too. And so I'm like, okay, interesting. There's patterns here, right? And I, I would say that's one of the biggest takeaways for new guys that come into my men's meetings is that they're not alone in what they feel and what they experience on a day-to-day -day basis uh, through their lives. But because a lot of times guys do a really good job of isolating themselves, we silo ourselves away from each other. We don't communicate, and thus we feel like we're on these little desert islands by ourselves, right? But the first one is fatalism, okay? It's oftentimes uh, that fatalism is kind of like a, a, bl a belief that events are predetermined and thus inevitable, okay? And when that happens, we find ourselves kind of moving into a beta behavior where we become submissive, indifferent, uh, where we feel like we're not in control anyways, so what's the point, right? We, we resign in any face of adversity because the underlying belief of fatalism oftentimes is like, why even try, right? I see this a lot. I've experienced this in relationships uh, of mine in the in the past 
I'm like, I can't win, so why even try? Little did I know I, I was playing the wrong game when it comes to uh, interacting with uh, my, my female significant other. But the second one, second one is confusion. This is one that I personally spent a lot of time in. And confusion can be a very, very uh, sneaky way of, of covering up uh, fear of failure, fear of taking risk, okay? But confusion can also be masked by distraction, right? And so with confusion, we just ultimately have a lack of understanding or we have a, a, a lack of certainty. We feel uncertain, okay? And it's an inability to think or to reason in a focused and clear way. Because for a lot of times, for, especially for guys, if you're hardwired masculine, when you, when you have clarity about what you need to do to get a certain outcome, you can fucking blast through anything, right? You'll go through walls to accomplish that thing, especially when you get your heart and your mind behind it, right? So, but when, when we're feeling confused, these, then these, what, what perpetuates out of that are stress, uh, sleep deprivation, information overload, intoxication, it just, go, it just goes on and on and on, right? Because with confusion, a lot of times there's a belief that if I knew what to do, I'd do it, but I don't. I don't know what to do, right? So can someone help me? Can someone just tell me what to do? Again, very beta behavior, right? Third one is fatigue, um, where you have physical and or mental weariness, which extends beyond normal tiredness, right? You're not just tired, you're physically and emotionally fatigued. And it's usually as a result of just taking hits in life, right? Maybe you've gotten a, a, a divorce recently, or you've been working through health challenges, or you, you lost a family member or a friend, right? P- the pandemic in and of itself can be fucking exhausting, right? Uh, all the all the changes and just when you think we're starting to get our way out of it, new things happen, right? Or maybe you just, again, that whole thought of like the isolation you just feel a lack of support, right? And so as a result, oftentimes when we are working to strive to improve, we're, we, we work so hard to, uh, to get to another level, and then we realize there's another level after that, it's exhausting because we think that getting to the next level is getting us closer to when we have, quote-unquote, arrived, right? And that arriving isn't actually a place. That arriving is a recognition that we have made it, aka that we are enough, right? But if you just realize that you are enough right here, right now, then your achievement of going from the next level to the next level to the next level actually gets exciting because the le- the, the levels never end. Like I said uh, a couple of nights ago at the meeting of men, it's it's like a video game that, ne- <laughs> that never ends. But if you think that you're heading towards the ending and it never happens. It's like when you're hiking here in Colorado and you hit like a false peak and you're like, oh, God damn it. It's because it's, it's exhausting emotionally even because you're physically exhausted, but then you see, oh, I have even that much more to go, right? But you're working towards an end destination. But when it really comes to personal growth, when you, when you resign to, to realizing that the game never ends, and in fact, that's actually exciting because then life has a continual sense of purpose you can fall in love with that idea that the game is fun. It's fun to continually grow, right? So, but when you have that sense of fatigue and, and you have that belief that life is hard, you lose that, um, that chi, that life source in you, okay? The fourth one, and we're almost wrapping up here, uh, is forlornness, 
forlornness is, is kind of also like I talked about earlier is isolation. A lot of these obviously have a lot of inter interwoven fingers, if you will. There's kind of like a spider web. Um, and sometimes they all just kind of morph in together. But forlornness is more of a loneliness or a sadness um, where you feel a sense of desolation, unhappiness, or where you're just plain miserable, right? Um, hopelessness is oftentimes what we get to when we have this like sense of like, uh, you know, like I'm broken. Uh, failure is just inevitable. So again, why even try? You kick to another one, right? Uh, one of these, one of these five. And so again, whether it's a job loss or you get dumped or rejected or you fail at something that, that, that belief can often be a, a, that failure is inevitable, right? And when, when you believe that failure is inevitable, you do learn that, that sense of uh, hopelessness, you know, it's not something we inherently have. We learn it. We take that on to point where we just feel passionless and we're completely unmotivated and we're just going through life, maybe just checking boxes or uh, clocking in and out of our lives, you know, just doing the bare minimum to kind of <laughs> walk this earth. And that's a really, really, really scary place to be because you're kind of on the bubble of like really questioning the, 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 the deeper meaning to life, which is like, why am I even here? If this is it, like, this is dumb, right? And you start to question, I've, I've talked to a bunch of guys who've battled with, you know, suicide, suicide ideation. It's like, you start to question, like, I wonder if people would actually be better off if I wasn't here, which is a complete lie. But that's the scariness of forlornness where you learn that hopelessness, right? Uh, and you're isolating yourself and there's that deep, deep uh, sadness and desolation. The very last one is fear. Okay. I always, I always, uh, was raised to believe that fear was an acronym for false evidence appearing real, right? It's an unpleasant feeling that's triggered by the perception of danger, whether that danger is real or only imagined, right? We fear going and speaking in front of, you know, all these people. We, we fear something, but then what is it? It's not like it's, uh, you know, <laughs> a lion that's about to eat us. We fear uh, a sense of, you know, rejection or embarrassment, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, even if it goes amazingly well or it doesn't go exactly how we hoped, it's really not as bad as we think it's going to be, right? So that's, off, that's an example of fear uh, that is more of uh, an imagined danger, if that makes sense. But if, but it, but it, like it manifests itself in the form of worry and anxiety um, and that like projection, you're, you're fearing of what might or could take place, right? And as a result, then you avoid taking any risks. But as a masculine man, we thrive off of the adventure of taking risks, right? When you were a little boy, I, I guarantee you, you, you were jumping from chair to chair, you were jumping off your crib or from your, uh, you know, your bunk bed, I certainly had my falls, climbing trees, falling down, hurting ourselves, but there was a there's a sense of adventure and aliveness that came with the uh, the expression of like childlikeness and, and youth of just just learning, <laughs> learning by failing. Before we learned as adults that we wanted to avoid failure, we actually learned only by failing, right? That is how we actually learn. But underneath that, that 
that fear, there's a belief of, well, if I just remain here, I'll be safer than if I actually take a risk, okay? So that's the, those are the five things that men really, really struggle with. And, it's, and it, it brings them to really questioning why are they here? And, and then why am I not the man that I want to be? Because they go through fatalism and confusion and fatigue and forlornness and fear. And instead, what I challenged the guys the other night at my meeting of men was instead to focus on these five, which will help you become a king of your kingdoms, okay? Clarity, intentionality, responsibility, consistency, and courage, okay? So clarity, you've got to get clarity of what you're really, really living for. Like what are truly the results that you really, really want? Secondarily, intentionality with where you spend your time, right? How intentional are you with the, the quality of time that you give to your significant other or to your kids or to your body or to your spirituality or to your upper mobility in your business or your spending habits? Like just, the, I feel like men who are really committed to becoming kings of their kingdoms are men who are really committed about being intentional with everything they do. That doesn't mean that they are hyper vigilant <laughs> in controlling everything. They know what they can control and they're also clear about what the things that they can't control, right? And so as a result, the third one is responsibility. Responsibility for what you have control over, right? Not over what you don't have control over because you can give your power away to a lot of things that you don't have control over. Fourth one is consistency. This is huge, right? How do you get results in the gym? How do you get results in, in making money? How do you get results in having an amazing relationship with your spouse? Is that you have to continually do the things that you got to do to keep the fire stoked, right? I, I heard, I've over the years learned, I've heard this before, that if, if you didn't stop doing the things that you were doing in the beginning of your relationship, you wouldn't be where you are today, Right? So the very last one is courage. Courage in being the man you want to be. And that takes clarity as well. That takes intentionality. That takes being responsible and consistency of coming back to what I call my code of kings, which is a code of conduct. Who are you committed to being as a man? And if you're not clear with what that is, then that's your first fucking problem, right? No wonder you have confusion and, you're, and a lack of clarity around a lot of things is because you're not even clear on who you want to be as a man. And as a result... That creates a lot of inner turmoil, and then we use distractions and everything else to cover those things up, right? And then just down and down and down, we go into that kind of never-ending black hole, right? So I hope this has been helpful. Um, I would say my challenge to you would be to, to take some time to, to look at how you can be more intentional this week or even today as you're listening to this, right? The rest of the day, be more intentional in your interactions with people right? Give true presence rather than being partly present or partly thinking about your phone or whatever, right? And then also think about how, how can you be committed to creating more consistency in your life? Those are two questions I really think you should focus on as a result of taking action from listening to this podcast. How can you be more intentional and in what ways are you committed to creating more consistency? I'm Johnny King. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. I appreciate you so much catch up with you on the next one. All right. Take care. That's it for this one. And I want to thank you for listening. 
Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.